Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program, welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. No play, slay. The latest breaking news out of Philadelphia camp, breaking today, Darius Slay. And I'm only saying that as a kind of uh, punchline to the story that you may have heard during the week where a couple of Eagle fans had trash cans set up in front of the Novacamp complex. And one of them had uh, no place Slay on one of them, and the other one was written uh, Bradbury on the other one. Um, which, by the way, is a little uncalled for. I mean, you know, it's one thing the other day, the first time it was done, when it, you know, somebody held a sign outside of the complex saying, run the ball to Seriani and, you know, the coaches as they were pulling in. But to start taking shots at the players is not smart, not a smart thing to do and really uncalled for and unnecessary. But ironically, however, um, there will be no place like come Monday night. If you haven't heard, well, that's what you listen to this podcast for. Because uh, breaking news as of this morning being Saturday, uh, Darius Slay had uh, surgery on his knee. It was a scoping, so nothing too invasive. However, he's out for Monday night. So no Slay to cover Metcalf or Lockett or some of the other talented receivers that they have there in Seattle. So that's a big loss, to say the least. Now, apparently, the Eagles have known about this throughout the week. I mean, of course, they're going to know about it, but they knew about it. Uh, obviously, didn't divulge this to the press. Um, and so they've been preparing to play this game without Slade during the week. So it's not something that just happened suddenly. Uh, so whatever that means, who knows? We'll find out on Monday night. But it certainly doesn't improve the chances of the Eagles beating Seattle. So welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Appreciate you joining me. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. And we're going to go through the pregame Uh Notes and news and uh, make my prediction here at the end. Obviously, during the week, you've heard as I gave the spoiler out and really gave the spoiler out before the season started. I didn't think they would win this game just because they never beat Seattle. And uh, it's been a long time since they've beaten Seattle. In fact, I believe it's been since 2008. So 15 years in case you thought I was kidding. Since the Eagles beat Seattle. And you know who they beat as quarterback? Seneca Wallace. Who? What? Where? Why? What? Who? I remember Seneca Wallace, but, you know, I'm sure most of you guys are like, who the heck is that? Exactly. So, some run-of-the-mill quarterback playing for Seattle was the last time the Eagles actually beat that team. Way back. In 2008. So any of you that are 15 years and younger that maybe listen to this podcast, you weren't even live the last time the Eagles beat Seattle. So we start there. I'm going to get through the injury list real quick. We'll, we might as well get that out of the way first. Uh, so the new the breaking news is Slay is out. So Roby, I don't know who's going to be the cornerback. Uh, Rinko, I guess maybe we'll see him now. Um but either way, scary proposition when you're talking about the Seattle wide receivers. 
Um, Reed Blankenship has the good news is he practiced in full on Friday, which is big. However, he is still not passed through concussion protocol, so he is still going through the process. Uh, I think it helps in this case that this game is on Monday night versus Sunday. Uh, gives him an extra day to hopefully pass because if if they don't have Slate and Blankenship, whew, man, I mean the secondary is bad as it is even with their starters and to have them without their starters. My God. So I think. We'll see Blankenship. I would imagine he'll pass and get through the protocol, especially the fact that he's been practicing in full. That's a really good sign. So expect to see Blankenship outside of any kind of surprise here. Um, and Jurgens has been uh, not practicing this week or practicing in limitation. <clears throat> Excuse me. As he um, he's had some uh, issues, I guess, with his pec muscle, um, which is – a key muscle when you're blocking. So uh, it's possible that um, he may not play on Monday night. Um, my thought is Jurgen's a tough guy. I think he'll play. But if not, Suopeta um, or Steen will uh, – or Steen, rather, will be uh, will be in there for guard. I'm not really too concerned about that. Those guys have shown that they can, uh, you know, they can kind of plug and, and go uh, if and when needed. So – uh, but hopefully Jurgens is able to go. As far as the Seattle team, they've actually got quite a bit of substantial injuries themselves. Uh, safety Jamal Adams has got a knee issue. He's been plaguing him all year. Basically, he's been not practicing most of the week and then playing on Sundays. So I would expect Jamal Adams to play. The big one here is Devon Weatherspoon, the talented rookie. Uh, who is uh, got a rib issue. He uh, hurt his ribs last week and left the game. Um, he's a – I think he's going to play, but ribs are – it's kind of a tricky injury. So um, right now his status is still in question. He might even be up to a game-time decision before we know what his status is. It would be a big advantage for the Eagles if he's out, um, you know. Maybe it'll offset the fact that Slay's not playing because that Witherspoon guy is one. If you haven't seen that guy play, watch him. I mean, I know he's still, if he does play, he's going to be playing a little bit banged up, but uh, he is a fun guy to watch. And uh, I was high on him in the draft um, when he came out. I thought he'd be the best cornerback um, in the draft. And uh, he has proven to be one heck of a player. So, uh, but he's um, questionable for Monday night. Couple other guys who I don't really, you know, Nick Bellore, um, he didn't practice. He's the linebacker. Wide receiver D. Eskridge must be like a fourth or fifth wide out in that team. No big deal. And another uh, linebacker, uh, Daryl Taylor, abdomen issue. I don't know about I don't, those names. I don't really know. Not too familiar with Seattle that in depth uh, to know if those guys are like impact players or not. Um, but otherwise, uh, it looks like Geno Smith, who missed last week, as you know, against the 49ers. He was limited to practice, but is expected to play. He's got a groin issue. He's still listed as questionable for the game, however. So uh, I would, I think, you know, you know, the, the Seattle really needs to win this game. So I, I expect them to, uh, to Gino to try to play if if he can, uh, and, I, and I think he probably will be able to. So we'll see. So that is how the uh, injuries go. Now, there's. 
one major thing as I get to the keys of the game here that I'm going to be focused on, and that is the Eagles' physicality. Last two weeks, us as Eagle fans, I mean, especially if you're a long-time Eagle fan like myself, we love the physical game, and we love physical defense, and we love physical play, period. Now, that may just sound like, ah, yeah, of course. But, you know, for the Eagles, no, no, no. It really is the case for Eagle fans that especially grew up and or at least saw the Buddy Ryan, Jimmy Johnson, Bud Carson days of defense. Brian Dawkins, of course. You know, guys like that. Jeremiah Trotter. A lot of the guys, Seth Joyner. The guys that we knew would bring the wood. Uh, even guys like um, Sheldon Brown, right? The big hit. I mean, Sheldon Brown, as I go back, because I've been watching some older Eagles games just kind of for fun. I've gotten kind of that over the last uh, couple of months on, on YouTube. And uh, Sheldon Brown was an awesome physical tackler. I mean, you want to put up a guy with exhibit A on how to tackle as a cornerback? Love Sheldon Brown. Underrated, I think, as far as the Eagles. I mean, I think people like myself who watched his whole career appreciate Sheldon Brown, but just in a large scope of Eagles, uh, of Eagles um, history, I think he is often overlooked. He was a really good corner. Not even a bad coverage corner either, but definitely could bring the physicality to the game. Um, anyway, didn't mean to go off on the Sheldon Brown tangent, but uh, those of you who saw him play uh, know what I'm talking about. But uh, what I'm getting at is the the fact that the Eagles the last two games have been completely out physical. They're out physical in the 49er game. So I'm not even talking about what the score was. I'm talking about just out physical. Pushback. I didn't not don't recall much of a pass rush, which was keys to both of those games. And it was shut down for the most part in both of those games. And even offensive line, or our you know, our great vaulted offensive line. Not that they gave up a lot of sacks necessarily, but they just they can't get the run going. They can't get a push to get the run going. And the pass protection hasn't been as good as it's been in the past. So they're being out physical. And especially last week. Early in the game, we saw Devontae Smith get you know get rattled on a hit early, uh, which probably played into some of his drops later in the game, you know, because he you know so Dallas really brought the physical game last week, 49ers week prior, and it's time for the Eagles to you know get back to playing a physical game and out physicaling their you know the opponent. Now Seattle's a team that's tough to do that to. They're always a physical team. You know, Pete Carroll, that's what he's about. Physical, in-your-face, pound, you know, that's that's his game. So if there's a team that you want to try to out-physical, it's the Seattle game, or at least match the physicality. And for the Eagles to win, that's what they're going to have to do. They can't be manhandled again this week. Because this is a team that will do it. On the road with their home crowd on Monday night, yeah, they're going to bring it. Which have been trying to warn Eagle fans – since the Dallas lost loss is that if you're overlooking Seattle, think this is going to be a win. I'm, I mean, I know that I've been saying the exact opposite. If you're listening to me, but listening to other, you know, other podcasts, other news outlets, other whatever, or reading or just your own personal thoughts. I'm here to tell you, this is not going to be an easy game for the Eagles. Especially with the way they're playing, it wouldn't have been the Eagles. I'm sorry, it would have been an easy game, even if the Eagles were playing well going into this game. This would have been a tough 
ask to go and beat Seattle in Seattle, regardless if Seattle's under 500 or not. They're right around 500 or 6 and 7, I believe. You know, played Dallas really tough. And um, they played them better than we did with, with their backup quarterback. You know, 49ers too. Uh, sorry, I mean the 49ers because they played last week. So, um, you know, this is not going to be uh, – This is the Eagles going to have to bring it. And I'm hoping that even though they're going to be shorthanded now with Slay out, that this team is just getting pissed and just sick of losing and getting beaten up and beaten up not only in the games but then beaten up in the media. You know, the national media has taken all the shots at the Eagles – since their loss to Dallas. I mean, overrated. They can't, you know, there have been frauds the whole season. Um, you know, they're pretenders, not really contenders this year. What's going on with the Eagles? Which they deserve. They earned this criticism the last couple weeks. They've gotten their asses kicked twice in a row. And that's what the biggest issue is. Losing those games, eh, they're both good teams to play it against, right? Dallas, in Dallas, where they just don't lose. If they had lost that game in a competitive match, you know, lost by a field goal or even a touchdown, that's one thing. Same thing with the 49ers, you know. If they lost to the 49ers, even at home, but, you know, it was a close match, that's one thing. They got their asses kicked and dominated in both games. That's the problem. And, you know, as I look at the Seattle team, Geno Smith banged up, Witherspoon potentially not playing, um, but otherwise pretty healthy and at home and a desperate team because they're right on the playoff bubble. The Eagles have to play much better to win this game. If they go in there playing like they did, or even slightly better than they did in the past couple of weeks, they're going to lose. Now, I told you in the past couple podcasts here, even though I've been telling and saying and predicting that the Eagles will lose this game, that I was going to spend the week, obviously as I do every week, analyzing, breaking down, uh, and preparing for my pregame podcast to give you my final thoughts in hopes that I can convince myself to pick the Eagles and go against my initial predictions and thoughts about this game. And uh, I knew I had the week to do that, and uh, that's what I was hoping. Because I, I hate when I pick against the Eagles. I don't get any pleasure picking against my, my team. Not at all. But... If those are my thoughts and concerns heading into certain games, then I'm going to go with them. I'm not just going to wave pom-poms and be, you know, drink the Kool-Aid if I feel otherwise. And so that's what this podcast, like I've said from the beginning, day one, is you're going to get a true Eagle fan's perspective of the Eagles. I have an extensive knowledge base of this team. I've been a fan for almost 45 years. And, you know, I've, I've, that's as far as my own uh, attachment to the team. 
And then, of course, I do have a knowledge of the prior history of the Eagles. It's just obviously, you know, it's a little bit more. Um, well, I can't speak to it from from a um, personal experience because I wasn't obviously born. But the point is that I feel that I have a, um, a very broad understanding of this team and the history of the team. And from a fan perspective and just, just my own my own knowledge base. And so um, I want to give you the real. You know, that's what you tune into this podcast for, hopefully. Um, that you're going to get a, an Eagles fan's perspective that you can respect in my knowledge of the team, how I feel about the game. Hopefully I'm a little bit entertaining there as well. Um, and, uh, and yeah. So, you know, was I able to convince myself this week to pick the Eagles instead of the, uh, instead of Seattle on Monday night? And the answer to the question is no. I have not been able to get there. Do I feel a little bit better? Yes. I actually do feel a little bit better. I feel that I've seen and heard enough this week from the players that make me feel like you're going to get a pretty good effort here. And again, that shouldn't be something that is, you know, a surprise. But, um, and it's not a surprise. You know, they should go in every game feeling this way, especially right now. I mean, this team is just collapsing before our eyes. But it seems like the leaders of this team have um, are taking ownership and uh, and trying to figure this thing out and get it going. So the Slay injury kind of throws a monkey wrench in the whole equation, honestly, because they really need him. He's been their best corner by far this year. Bradbury's really struggled. And now they get to put Bradbury up against Metcalf, which is uh, not going to be fun to watch. And, uh, and then Lockett is a very good wide receiver. He is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Someone was asked me who's the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL – uh, Kevin Lockett would come to mind to me. He is he's very good and underrated. He's always under the radar, and uh, so and he's a guy that can kill the Eagles. He absolutely can kill the Eagles. Um, so we'll see we'll see what Geno's got. You know, Drew Locke who came in last week played pretty well, considering. So even if they got to go to Locke, he's not a bad quarterback. Um. But I think the Eagles need to force some turnovers in this game. I mean, they got to get something going defensively to get the confidence back. The confidence in this team right now, defensively especially, is shattered. Which, for good reason, they're horrible. Ranked in the bottom of almost every single statistical category. I mentioned them in my last podcast. So if you want to go back and check it out, uh, do so. Because I, I go through the their current rankings, and they're just despicable and unacceptable. So the Eagles need to get to the quarterback. Uh, by the way, Zach Cunningham is also on the injury list. I, I forgot to mention that. Um, he's got he's still struggling with a knee. Uh, so I would hope he's going to play, but he's listed officially as questionable. They, they have to have him play. And hopefully we see more of Leonard on the, uh, on the uh, field as well. Um, you know, as we try to figure out what's going on with the linebacker position. But there's no help coming in, especially with Slay being down. 
there's no resources coming in to help this defense. This is what we got the rest of the year, folks. So, to me, the Eagles' offense, because I don't think you can depend on the defense. I really am to the point where I don't think you can. They got to show me something. And they haven't been able to show anything against good teams and really have struggled against mediocre teams also, which is why I've been trying to say also beyond Seattle that these two Giants and Arizona games are not going to be easy either. We've been looking at those games the whole season going, ah, let's just get back to this juggernaut, you know, part of the schedule, and we're good. Not the way this team's playing. And it's not like their offense is high-flying. They're struggling on their own right. And to me, what I was getting at is, in order for the Eagles to win these games, maybe not so much the Giants game, or even Arizona potentially. Maybe they don't have to go high scoring on those. But they're going to they're gonna have to score because the defense is going to give up points to those teams. But teams like Seattle, more established and better teams, they're going to have to score a lot of points to win these games because you just can't depend on this defense. Now, one thing that can override a bad defense is getting turnovers. So if they can get some turnovers in this game, which is what I was kind of starting this conversation about and getting at, is they need to start getting some turnovers. So if they can start creating turnovers on defense and giving the offense a ball back at least as a way to stop drives, considering they can't stop them any other way, then, damn it, start doing that, you know? Because I can't remember the last time the Eagles got a turnover. So I think it was the Bradbury pick against uh, Purdy, actually. But they've been few and far between, and that game was over, you know. Anyway, I think it was the I think it was Bradbury that picked off Purdy, if I remember right. Um, so this offense needs to get going. Got to figure it out. Jalen needs to play better. Period. When you're at this point in the season, when your team's, you know, hurting not playing well, it's up to your leaders and your quarterback, especially, to get it done. So Jalen needs to – I mean, here's the thing about Jalen, by the way. I might have been too hard of him in the Dallas game. He actually played pretty well in that game, uh, much better than he did in the 49ers game. So he played pretty well. I don't I don't think, other than the fumble, of course, and we'll get to that a little bit more in a minute. Um, other than his fumble, he – he played pretty well. You know, there was a lot of drops that he had. And he was reading the defenses a little bit better and not screwing out of the pocket as much. So I think he went to work on some of the issues that I had with him personally uh, in the 49er game and really issues I've had with Jalen throughout his career about leaving the pocket too soon and, and always rolling out to the right, trying to, you know, play Magic Man, taking away half the field, stuff like that, and just not, not reading defense as well. He played much better against uh, Dallas. So I think Jalen's in a good spot right now, other than the fumbles. He's turned the ball over 15 times this year, which is absolutely unacceptable. Very, very much so. So he needs to protect the damn ball. Now, a lot of it's made this week. You may have heard, may have seen the video even, um, that uh, yesterday during practice they actually had – Jalen and other Eagles, that's the other part that people, you know, that some of these headlines missed is that it wasn't just Jalen, 
that a lot of the offensive players were doing these fumble drills where they were just going to the ground and protecting the ball, which is really all it was. And they were kind of poking at the ball, trying to, you know, jot it loose as they were just falling to the ground. So the, the basically the exercise was that the player would run in place and then just fall forward to the ground and just hold, holding on and securing the ball while he's being poked at by, you know, some of the offensive uh, coaches or whatnot. Um, it's good that they're emphasizing the turnovers, and I think it's good to work on those type of fundamental stuff. But the media, of course, especially, if, you know, like New York stations, which obviously I get because I live in Connecticut, uh, the New York stations were all over that when I saw the footage, making fun of Hurts. Oh, here's the Eagles' $50 million quarterback who's actually – practicing not fumbling the ball yeah what do you want him to do not practice not fumbling the ball i mean i know it's it's really remedial and and ridiculous that they have to go to these lengths but jalen hurts can't hold on to the ball in these games so i'm glad that they're doing i I think the exercise might be kind of silly because most of the time the ball is not being poked out. It's being just ripped out. They weren't doing any of those types of exercises. They were just trying to knock the ball. But either way, it's still something. And now it could work one of two ways. Here's the concern of mine. It could work one of two ways. One, these exercises can help and keep it in his mind while he's running and, or being tackled to the ground or whatnot to make sure he's holding on to the ball. Or it could have the other effect where he's actually too cognizant, too focused on securing a ball, and and then he's just not playing his game. It's just it starts playing in your head. And then you end up fumbling because of that. So I'm hoping it didn't go too extreme or too far, but I think it's okay that they're working on it. You know, I'm sure Jalen didn't want to have the – you know, cameras on him while he was doing that because that can't be fun to see you on TV and doing those type of drills because you've had such an issue holding onto the ball. But you know what? It's still not. I think Jalen knows it's on him at the same time. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't didn't want that video out there, but Jalen knows, man. He's he's a guy who knows he needs to do better. That's you know that's the bottom line. You know, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. Now, speaking to Jalen, reports are today that he's sick. So throw that log on a wood fire. Um, you know, hopefully he's got a quick little cold here and he's back and ready to go on Monday. But uh, apparently he missed practice today um, or is practicing limited today because he is ill. So, uh you know, hopefully Jalen's going to be okay and he gets uh, he quickly recovers. Um, so, again, the keys of the game, they got to score. This is a defense with Seattle. They do have some pretty good players. Um, and, and it's not going to be an easy defense, although statistically the defense of Seattle is not that good. They're like in the mid-20s against the pass and the rush, both. So they should be able to run the ball and throw the ball against this team. So the Eagles need to score, and they need to score touchdowns. 
especially in a tough environment on the road in Seattle. They got to score touchdowns. Because, again, you can't rely on this defense to stop anybody right now. Anybody. So it's going to be a tough game. They need to score touchdowns. Red zone efficiency needs to be on point. Need to get into the end zone. So um, it's the only way the Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to have to put up probably 28 or more points. I think the first team to get 28 or more in this game wins. That's kind of how I see this game. You know, it's supposed to rain potentially as well, which might hold the scoring down a little bit. We'll see. It hasn't really happened in the other Eagle games. But, um, you know, potentially another rainy game for the Eagles. They're used to playing in that. They don't even play well in it, but they're at least least used to playing in it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, again, pass rush needs to get home. Needs to get home. Create turnovers would be would be nice. And uh, because we know the secondary challenges, especially without Slade going on Monday, and, and hopefully Blankenship returns, like I said. Um, but I think if the Eagles are going to win this game, they have to win again in shootout fashion. Get first team to 28 wins the game. That's how I see it. So it's prediction time for the game, and you probably heard my sigh there because, again, I have not been able to convince myself that the Eagles are going to win this game. Um, just haven't got there. I haven't. I've been a little bit more encouraged, and then when Slay News hit again today, it's just, it's just to me, it's just another sign that I just don't think it's going to happen, even though the Eagles really need to win this game. But so do the Seahawks. Um, so I I do see I do see like a twenty eight to twenty six game, something like that. Twenty twenty eight twenty four. How about we'll go with that? Twenty eight to twenty four. Seattle. And as I say that. As you should be aware of by now, I really hope I am wrong. I want nothing more than to come on Monday night and talk about an Eagles victory. So hopefully that is the case. What are your thoughts on the game? Let me know. Email us at petwgp at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game. What are your predictions? Do you think the Eagles will have enough this weekend on Monday night? to beat Seattle and get back on track here? Or do you, like me, see a three-game losing streak here Ugh, at just the wrong time of the year? You know, like I said, hope I'm wrong. I do expect a close game. I don't think there will be a blowout either way. Um, although, here's the thing. No, I don't. I really don't. There's part of me that's like, well, if the Eagles finally break, you know, win in Seattle, Mike might happen in breakout fashion. Like that thought did cross my mind this week. Like once they break this, sometimes when you when these, you know, whether you want to call it a curse or just losing streak breaks, sometimes it just breaks full barrel. You know, um, where the Eagles might just come out and win like thirty-one to ten or something like that. Um, that thought crossed my mind for maybe about a second. 
So not long enough for me to think that that's going to happen. So I do think a game within about seven to within about seven points. Uh, and unfortunately, I think it'll be Seattle. Uh, you know, like I said, whatever team gets to 28 first will win this game. Um, you know, could it be a 31 to 28 loss, something like that? Yeah, that's true too. But 28 points, 28 points or more will win this game, I think. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if the other team will, you know, will also score 28 or more. But if it does, it could be like a 31-28 final or something like that. But I'm going to go with 28-24 Seahawks. And, God, let's beat these damn Hawks, please, and end this streak of losing to them. We haven't beaten them, like I said, since 2008. It's time for that streak to end. Uh, unfortunately, I have not seen enough to change my initial prediction that the Eagles will lose this game. So, like I, I've been saying, hope I'm wrong. Let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that the Eagles pull this thing out somehow on Monday night. And uh, we'll be back, of course, to talk about it uh, in the postgame. So make sure you come back for that. I'm Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep the faith, even though I know I'm predicting against them. Let's keep the faith. We bleed green. And, uh, yeah, with that said, we'll catch you after the game on Monday night. Till then, enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll talk to you again on Monday night. Take care, everyone. See you.